A musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. J-Rod Concerts family, welcome to a steaming hot middle of June here in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to the show, J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, this and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez. And guys, uh, summer is just getting started. We have a lot of cool stuff coming the weeks ahead from uh, Bonnaroo Music Festival. We're going to start that real soon. So make sure to check out jrodconcertsmedia.com and all our social media uh, networks, jrodconcertsmedia, including TikTok, by the way. We have TikTok, too. We're obviously also on Instagram, jrodconcertsmedia, Twitter, at jrodconcerts. Just tune in across all of them because we have an exciting, exciting week ahead, guys. So tune in. Now, for today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, special episode, we say goodbye to CMA Fest 2023. We close the chapter on what was a really historical year for the for the world's largest country music fan gathering. It was the 50th anniversary, and today we have uh, Chase Mitchell, great singer-songwriter, raised in Atlanta from West Virginia, uh, a fighter, really great voice, really great family guy, but um, just a guy with a lot of grit and hunger, and we hope you guys enjoy it. And also we have Tyra Madison, rising country star. She just uh, released a really great uh, single called Plead the Fifth that uh, is kind of going viral right now. And uh, she's great. She's uh, from Kentucky. She draws inspiration from like Carrie Underwood, Marin Morris. Uh, and I think you're going to like the interview a lot. So make sure these two names are on your radar, Tara Madison and Chase Mitchell. And let's get on with them right now on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Dude, Chase Mitchell, what a legend. <laughs> What's going good on, brother? You, man. It's good to see you, dude. Man, always with Thank such you for great having energy, me. such great state, even after a million interviews, man. <laughs> how do you do it, man? How do you keep? How do you get the, in the good state? I think that uh, I'm tapped into just what I call my purpose. You know, like yeah. that's my whole motto. Yeah. I don't feel like it's work. You know, I think if you are doing something this fortunate and you start to feel like it's a job, maybe you shouldn't do it. Oh, yeah, you know, man. absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. Their purpose, honestly, dude. Like. Your resilience and the purpose in your career is one of the most beautiful and inspiring things, man. Thank you, man. You know, you've been doing it for a while, and, you, you know, people are knowing your name. People know your name in Nashville, in Atlanta, yeah. and it's getting out there, man. Where does this hunger come from that is kind of like a limitless supply of It's It's, I don't know. I think I think God just kind of had written my story before I even knew it, and uh, I remember the first time seeing, like, Michael Jackson on, like, the VMAs yeah. and just being so blown away. And, like, was that the moonwalk one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, just, I don't know. I, music is, I don't really have too many musical people, like, in my family. Yeah. Uh, I feel like my pappy was always, like, this personality that was just bigger than life. Yeah. So it almost felt like every day he was on stage, even though he wasn't, you know. Uh, but everyone just was always in love with him, and, and he was all—he just lived honestly and and uh, charismatically. And I was like, dude, if I can tap into some of that, you know, I think I could die a happy man. Yeah. So. But what's kept you going through, through the, um, 
the down periods, you know, well, that, that are inevitable. They're inevitable. You know they're inevitable. Yeah. And I think the, the biggest thing I tap into is like, even if you're in a down period mm -hmm. and you don't really feel like stuff's working out, but you know that what you're doing, you love, yeah. it makes it easier to kind of traverse those times versus like, say, you're on the other end of the spectrum. Maybe sure. it's something you hate, you know, a job you hate yeah. and you're in a down or you're in a lull. It can get real heavy when you're in, in a situation like sure. that. So I try to like look at it glass half full, you know, even in the down times, the fact that I still get to do something that I love and I've been doing my whole life, it, I, I can find gratitude for it, Absolutely. you know, and then that's enough for me to, you know, kind of worry about tomorrow's yeah, stuff tomorrow, you know. And you shine that light through your music. Thank Let you. Let me ask you about the time Maurice star. Yeah. That, like found you, man. You were yeah. a young pup. Yes. What do you remember from that, from that moment, man? It was wild. That whole, that whole era of my life still doesn't seem real because I was just so young and now that I'm a parent myself it like makes me wonder like what my parents were thinking uh getting me involved in, in just all the craziness of the music you, like, I was nine years, old. nine years old yeah uh I was nine when I signed my first record deal yeah. and uh it not even a year went by and we were already doing all the radio Disney tour stuff yeah. they were just starting their radio station Disney was yeah. um and so they put us on the road with like Destiny's Child when they were blowing right. up Vitamin C, which I don't know. Outcast, I don't. Right? Outcast oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Outcast, Goody Mob, Lil Zane, Lil Romeo. Yeah. Uh, it was like it was it was crazy. But I look at it as uh, it showed me what I wanted to do for the rest of my yeah. life. So I look at it as like I was very fortunate in that sense. Yeah, Even though it's cool. still taking years to kind of piece together, you know, this puzzle yeah. of a career. But um, yeah, I'm very very so, grateful yeah, so for honestly, that. Honestly, it's like it's it's so it's so great, Chase. Thank you. And um, you came to Nashville first when you were 15 years old. Yeah. Chase. Yeah. Um, how uh, this town's changed a lot so much just, just since I moved here from Miami four years ago it's changed a lot. it's yeah so from someone like you from your perspective you know how like and not just like the city in itself but like the industry how has it changed man or, or, or not changed? I think it I think it used to be you could come downtown Broadway and catch just like super iconic songwriters just on like a Tuesday now it's a little bit more like Uh, cover bands, you yeah. know, constantly, and, and they still have amazing, you know, songwriter nights, but you kind of have to go, like, outside of town. Sure. Uh, you got to go more in Midtown, Gulch areas sure, and stuff. Sure, sure. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think that it's really cool to see so many people take an interest in the heritage of Nashville, what makes Nashville cool, which right. is country music. Um, I would love to see some of those old spots, some of the low-key, you know, stuff come back yeah. and not be so hectic. But totally. What about the business side? How have you felt... You know, have you felt it's easier now or, or, or more challenging to, to, you know, to get a, you know, a publishing deal or, or good co-write sessions or stuff like that? I think back in the day it was a little bit more elusive. Nowadays it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much like, you know, hey, we're not going to beat around the bush. You need, you need to be big. Yeah, the Internet yeah. has basically yeah. been like a leveling of the industry yeah. uh, where before it was maybe who you knew or connections or, hey, sure. maybe if you see you around town for five or six years in a row, we'll give you a shot. Nowadays you can have people that, you know, maybe didn't even know Nashville existed six months ago, yeah, but they're here and they're dope and they're making good music and the Internet's agreeing with them and they'll get a ticket right to the front of the line. Yeah. So that's cool, you know, and I think that that's uh, I think it's a good thing. I think in some ways it can kind of also be a frustrating thing for people sure. in town that have been doing this forever uh, but you can't get mad at it you know you got to respect the process you know if you got the goods like you yeah. do then, oh, well, <laughs> then what's thank the you. problem thank you right? right because it's kind of like all in the open it's like do you have the goods right or? what's Drake say if you got it you got it the theory's brilliant there you go you know <laughs> Sir Drake. Sir Drake. Hats <laughs> off. OVO. <laughs> oh, my God, Chase. Um, and your video. I mean, your videos are great. Strawberry daiquiri. Thank you. Love it for many reasons. But the, the, the fact of family. Yes. Is, is such a huge thing. And I feel like after the pandemic, 
uh, most people and my friends and everything is like have really centered on if they are lucky to have a family. Right. That that is like what truly matters. Man. That's all that matters, man, really. Tell me a little bit about that because what a beautiful video with your family and what thank you. I think uh, the pandemic was a time for a lot of people to get quiet. You know, at least that's how I that's how I. Uh, responded to it was like what am I doing what really matters uh, because I think we all realize that like everything can change in a moment uh, at life as we know it can literally be not the same 180 degrees next week uh, and so I think you know family is the resounding thing there is like if you're lucky to have family that you're close to because I knew a lot of family uh, friends of mine that had family that were f- super far away and they were never able to like actually close that gap for sure. months or even a year sure. or two sure. uh, which I could only imagine that that would have to be really tough so yeah I, it brought back what matters most which is your my purpose which is music and why I do it which is you know for my family yeah. uh, to kind of show my kids that and you're unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a superpower. <laughs> yeah, man. I love it, dude. Well, dude, thank you for your time. Let me leave thank you, with you this. bro. Let me you thank this. you, Chase. Um, what are some of your memories from CMA Fest? If you have any, maybe stuff you saw, like we talked about the VMAs and Michael Jackson. My memory from CMA Fest would be, I think it was like 2007. Yeah. Uh, I played it for the first time. I was yeah. 15 or 16 years old. We yeah. played the Chevy stage. Um, and it goes to show you that I just was in the moment too much as a kid to really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, because now when I look back at it, I'm like, man, that's really cool. But in, in the moment at 15, 16 years old, you're just like, where are all the cute girls? You know? man. Well, you're so. killing it and, and you're an inspiration to us. Resilience Thank you. Great. And now, you know, everyone else chasing each other. We're super excited. We're doing music. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good Thank you. Man. Good seeing you, man. Absolutely, Anytime. Man. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. It's early morning CMA. Yes. How's it been for you so far? Great, I'm just getting started. It's my first day. I love it. Yes. You're drinking the coffee. You look energetic. Oh, not coffee tea, but yes. Yeah, exactly. Not a coffee girl. I don't not know. I've never girl. been. Never. So, Tara, let me start with this. Um, okay. How is your How is your hometown of Eastern Kentucky uh, recovering from the flood? Wow. I love these kind of questions. Um, we're recovering. Honestly, Kentucky, like being from Kentucky and being like in such a small town and small community, like everyone was willing to help and lend a hand in any way that they could. Um, So we're recovering. That's good. By the way, what is it with Kentucky? And what I mean, Tyra, is the secret is out. It's Mm -hmm. like there's been so much musical talent always, but now it's like, you know, Tyler Childers, you, you know, obviously Stapleton, Mm -hmm. Ritz Taylor. The Judds. The Judds, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, the list goes on. But I feel like before, less people knew about it. Now... Everyone is like Kentucky's Kentucky, on the map. That's yes. where it's at musically. Yes. What, why do you think that? What? Why now? What is it about Kentucky? There might be something in the water. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> something in the bourbon, something in the water. I'm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you grew up in a musical family, right? With, yes. With your papa playing the banjo and that. And that my was, papa played the harmonica. Played the harmonica. And uh, my uncle played the guitar. I love it. Yeah. And what were some records when you were growing up with them that kind of changed you? Well, I actually grew up on bluegrass music. Uh-huh. Um, so every Tuesday night, I would go to a thing called Picking and Grinning with my papa, right. where all these bluegrass musicians would just get together. And I actually got to say, one of the first songs I sang was Rocky Top. Oh, I love that. And living in Tennessee, being a Cats fan, a UK, okay. Kentucky fan, I'm like, oh, that song. But I know every word, every single word. Oh, yes. My God. Yes. So you're gonna have to perf- you're gonna have to perform it soon when you play the University of Tennessee. Um, are, probably not. Gonna, no. oh <laughs> um, you have so many great songs, Sarah, in such a Thank short you. career. But like, plead the fifth. Like yes. I, I could talk about some of them for hours, but plead the fifth is so good. 
Thank you. Um, I mean, first of all, the way that you are able to tell a story in three minutes. Yes. Where does that come from? Like that's and that's such a country thing, but only the best are able to do it as well as you did. So, oh, like, how you. were you able to like tell like a full story, dramatic with characters in such a short time? Well, I have to you know also give credit to my co-writers, Mary Heather Hickman and Stephanie Joyce, yeah. um, two really badass women that we just sat down and we're like, we're gonna write a murder story. And <laughs> me being the crime junkie that I am, always watching crime documentaries at home, I was like. We can do this. We yeah. Can do this. I mean, but, yeah. but you did such a good job. Thank you. So, so you love like all those crime documentaries and all that stuff. Oh my God! Yes. Oh my God! What is it about them? I, I you know, I get, I, I get, don't know. I'm like, it's the world is already negative enough. I need to watch. I know. Like, birds, I, you know? I, I agree completely, but I think it also keeps people aware. Right. Like you know, like women are, women love a good crime documentary, and I've never understood that. Like, you know, we get scared, but I think yeah. it keeps us aware. And, you know, prepared. Sure. sure. So if we're ever in that kind of situation, you know, we're Absolutely. fighting back. So, yeah, I love that song. The other one that I love is Right Girl Wrong, Gone Wrong, which obviously right everybody Girl knows because yes. it like, went super viral. Yes. But I, I guess I have to ask you, when did you know that that song was like a TikTok hit? Because yeah, because it was very surprising. I think you, you can't expect a TikTok song to go viral. Mm. When did you realize that it had? Honestly, I... I did not put it on there to go viral. Right. Um, I was just, before that, I had been doing covers on there, and I posted a cover of me singing Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. It was, like, right after it came out. It was one of my first videos to, like, go viral, and I think it was, like, 16,000 or something. At the time, I was like, whoa, like, this app works. Yeah. So then I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post one of my originals so, so people can get to know me, get to know Tyra, and... I literally preface in the video where I post Right Girl Wrong Time, hey y'all, this is a song you can scream in your car like driver's license. It's called Right Girl Wrong Time. So it's just, I think it was the right timing where all of these girls just want to scream in their car. You're touching a nerve. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing great. We were feeling angsty. All the girls were feeling angsty at that time. And, yes, and that's why you're kicking ass and you're like pouring uh, in CMA Fest. I'm a girl's girl, 100%. Well, let me leave you with this, Ty, because I know you have a busy day and you're taking care of your boys and I appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. If people haven't noticed, um, especially the visual audience, you're mm -hmm. a fashion, total fashionista. The audience people are going to have to <laughs> take my word for it, but she, she's got some great white boots with like rhinestones. Yes. Where, like, you know, fashion and like Chanaya, icons, 90s, do, like where does the fashion like style come from? Because like you're kind of like a low-key fashion icon for real. Honestly, <laughs> this, my mom, my mom styles me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't really have any, draw from any inspiration. I just kind of, I like edgy and I like obviously the color pink. Usually that's on my wardrobe at least one time a day. Yeah. And yeah. I love it. I, I just well, draw for myself, I guess. Tara Madison. Well, good luck at CMA. Thank you for joining Thank you. us. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.